my motherfucking guy. My brother, how are you? Man, I'm old. I'm tired. I have too many children. Uh, now nah, I'm, I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Get, getting over a cold, so. Yeah, it's running crazy in my house. My uh, my two-year-old's really sick, so tomorrow we get a daddy uh, daddy fun day all day where he'll be sick and cuddling up to me all day, and we'll get to watch him wrestling and hang out. But uh, gets me off work for a day, I guess. Well, that's a good time. Yeah, yeah. have him watch some of that GCW. That'll do yeah. good. Except for the first match, but other than that. Well, the other matches are really violent, so yeah, if he, he's if he's okay with blood and everything, you'll well, be. He, he turns two in December, but during this Halloween season, like he loves watching Chucky movies, Chucky, Chucky, Chucky. Like he even says Chucky. Like oh. Jesus Christ, he's gonna be demented like me, but that's all right. I I love him already. <laughs> <laughs> For his birthday, I had to buy him a. His mom made me buy him a hundred dollar fucking like life size Chucky doll, but. He's like scared of it, so it's kind of funny because like when he got it, like Chucky was on TV and he's like looking at the TV, looking back at the doll, looking back at Chucky. The next thing you know, he gives the doll an uppercut and like started running. Away. I was like, all right, I don't know how this is gonna go. But <laughs> funny. Well, welcome everybody to Unscripted Violence. We appreciate you being here. It's me, Stagger Lee, along with J Dog, Jason, and. Uh, What's what's been going on this week that that uh, we haven't heard about? So uh, CM Punk made his first public appearance. I don't know if you heard about this, but he went back to his old job, which is commentating on it's it's on the UFC Fight Pass. It's like a lower, almost like I guess it would be like an independent wrestling company compared to AEW compared to UFC. Yeah called uh, CFF hold on let me I actually took notes you should be proud um, CFFC 114 he came back to a commentary he kind of took a shot at the scrum um, when he first announced and it, it looks funny if you see I don't know if you've seen the pictures but uh, I, pictures of him like with the in the commentary booth but that's all I've seen well he had like you know he, he's growing out the hair it's looking kind of long he was wearing like a red suit and he was like rocking a pair of New Balances, which is just CM Punk. But he um, shaved his beard down a little bit. He yeah, shaved the beard. He looks good. He looked in good shape. Yeah. Uh, he said he's here to call the fights and he will not be getting in, into any tonight, which I thought was kind of a little jab at uh, the scrum. But it's really crazy right now in the the wrestling like world and Twitter is just it's freaking hilarious, but. Uh, it was it was announced that Stone Cold was open to doing more matches after his WrestleMania match with Kevin Owens. And of course, yeah. Twitter has been ablaze about next year's WrestleMania uh, 39. I think it's WrestleMania 39. It's at it's in California. They're going Hollywood, and one of the rumor matches is to be uh, the Rock and Roman Reigns. But the other match that people are clamoring for now and are kind of asking for and keep tweeting at Triple H is uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and one CM Punk. Now, it's... I would, I would not I would not mind seeing that. I I'll, mean, I would I definitely would take money for that one. I would mark out, because they, they teased it when, when Punk was still in WWE. There was a... Yeah, was, they did. When he like, wore his Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt during the pipe bomb. And that, that, and then they released the, the video game, and he was on the cover, and they were doing, like, promos for the video game and they like 
they like went back and forth at each other for like a commercial or whatever and people thought that was going to be a match that year um, for some reason they got next I don't know but it's coming out now like and I, and I called this and as much as I would love to see Punk in a main event with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin it's saying that it looks like AEW's not going to release him um, there's a lot of issues uh, I mean this is Meltzer reporting so who knows because you know when it's been yeah. Meltzer saying but, it's going to get released He's he's gonna get released. He's not gonna get released. Blah blah blah. But well, it also out, anyway. It also came out that apparently when Punk first got to AEW, he told Tony Khan that maybe they need to calm down some of the high spots and some other things, which makes sense because when Punk first got there, if you know Cole Cole came on a little bit afterwards after his first match, if you'd watch an episode of Dynamite, you'd see like thirty suicidas and. 45 super kicks and like if everybody's doing the same move it kind of gets old after a while so yeah exactly some people blast him saying he was trying to make it wwe i don't think he was trying to make it wwe i think he was just trying to be like hey not everybody has to do the same freaking move everybody does the same freaking move he was trying to make it more believable i mean you overdo it like that and it's just not i i don't i don't enjoy it when it's like hot high spot after high spot you 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 want to save that for in particular moments you don't want to do it all the time and they like they almost make transitional moves and it it detracts a lot from the wrestling if you ask me well i agree so, if you look at like the young bucks i get it their thing is a super kick party i'm actually wearing a young bucks shirt right now which is kind of uh you know, crazy, but like, yeah, and that, did, that's what I'm not a fan of. If they do 20 no, super kicks, no. that used to be Shawn Michaels' finishing move. Well, if he super kicks, yeah. it was over. And now these exactly. guys are doing it like it's just like a regular move, it's almost like the pile driver. Back in the day, yeah. if somebody dropped you on your head, that was it. And now people are kicking out, and it's just we talked about it, we talked about it like yeah. the code red, the yeah. destroyer, all these moves are becoming transitional moves. And it's like, what the fuck? If you're if you're making a, a move that causes damage to your partner's to, to or to your opponent's head, that should be the end of it. Mm-hmm. It, I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Especially, I, especially with what we know now about concussions and stuff. Like, yes, yes. AEW built themselves as being, you know, reality based and and this and that. Well, if Matt and Nick Jackson are kicking me with 20 super kicks and I still kick out, is it because they're small? Is it because you know it just it doesn't make sense? It just it's, it's no, crazy. and and that that's one of my turnoffs to the Young Bucks because. Same here, same here. There's there's a lot of turnoffs to the young bucks that and their juvenile humor uh, irks me a lot too. Oh, but if you read some of wrestling wrestling Twitter, they're sure gonna save dynamite, and they I think they made it worse the last few weeks, which we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. But um, Miro and his wife throwing a lot of shade towards AEW. So uh, CJ Perry, Miro's wife, did an interview. Um, I, I I forget with who, but she said. Uh, Tony Khan shows his favorites and if you're not one of his favorites you don't get a lot of TV time and kind of pointing to how Miro's only had like he's only had four matches this whole year I know and he was so over and it's kind of how I talked about earlier like it seems like if you get hot on your own in that company they do whatever they can to cool you down Eddie Kingston Miro uh, Hook FTR Hook uh, Wardlow Uh, I mean just they had 
I was listening to Cornette a little bit today, and he made a good point where he said the company has had more people organically get over, and then he kills it. Right? It's it's unbelievable. Like it seems like if you get over without them booking it or having a say in it, that they almost punish people for that, and it's really weird. It has me worried for AEW. Honestly, I'm yeah. I'm. I'm at a worried point for this company. I think uh, Tony Khan needs to turn off his ego, get some help in the booking. Well, here's the get thing. some advice and take that advice and not be like, oh well, my word goes and I, because it's not working. It's not working. Here's the thing: ever since they announced and Jericho having more of a role backstage, Moxley having a more of a role backstage. The Young Bucks and Kenny are backstage the last uh, few think, Dynamites. The episodes have been horrible. I think Jericho is the last person I would want writing anything. Well, the thing is, if you well, listen to Kenny Khan, he's like, oh my God, Jericho's the best he's ever been. No, he's not. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Jericho's on TV, they lose like 200,000 viewers. Like, it's insane. Like Jericho's like, ideas are ridiculous. What made me realize it at first was that stupid mimosa match with yeah. Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And I was like, that is the stupidest idea. Well, how about whenever he was wrestling MJF and they were in their feud and they break out into a Broadway musical? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that that shit was stupid. It's fucking, it's stupid. I'm sorry, but uh, I love Jericho as, as a performer. He's great, but creatively... He is not great. He is he is so out there in his own planet. I mean, that's not. We did our Mount Rushmore not too long ago, and I've been a Jericho Hall yeah. for a long, long time. And he's, he's slowly removing himself from that on my list. Not that he cares because he's a millionaire and not. But it's just, it's so corny so far. And, you know, it's. I'll, yeah. We're going to talk about it when we get into the. Uh, into the episode but MJF and I think this is another thing that really hurts this company and really when I complained about when Moxley beat Punk in that squash match and then a week later or two weeks later you have Punk beat Moxley clean in like a 30 minute match on a, on a pay-per-view right I know MJF is, I mean you can't turn down Rose in Hollywood I get that and you have to shoot on their schedule but you have a man in a and what everybody is hoping will be his coronation as as champion and two three weeks the last two or three weeks before the pay-per-view he's only on like pre-tape and and i think his pre-tape this last week on dynamite which we'll get into i thought it was the best part of the show but when he is only on pre-tapes or not yeah how does that sell it 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 I'm I'm still not pumped for the pay per view. Like I I'm feel like gonna, I'm probably not gonna get it. It'll be the first one in a while. And I think they're well, gonna really lose a lot of it because I don't think I'm gonna get it either. I might end up getting it because, like I do with WWE pay per views, I love pay per views just because of the fact it's so much wrestling. So I might budge at the end and just end up getting it just to get it. Who knows? We'll see. But how I'm feeling on Saturday, but. The card is horrible right now, if you ask me. Like, it's three matches and... Well, where was... There is no build to it. No, none. There's, there's and, like, a two-week build to it. And I am interested in 
very few of the matches. And they've done this the last couple of pay-per-views. And you, when you do yeah. pay-per-views, when you only have four, you should be able to build. I just, I just don't know how they went from Forbidden Door to this. Yeah, it's it's something else. Um, don't really, have, there's not really been a whole lot of other news. I did run across, um, this article, and I'm gonna kind of uh get your thoughts on it. And this is more WWE, so I mean, I apologize about this, but the it's mirror, okay. the mirror, which is a, it's a magazine I forget based where, uh, was recently doing a story about Bray Wyatt, and. They just said how big his contract he just signed is. And I'm going to give you a list of, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15 wrestlers in WWE right now. And they list their salary. And because they're a public traded company, it's easy to get this information. So I'm going to list, name you the wrestler. And this is like a little game we're going to do. I'm going okay. to name you the wrestler. And I'm going to ask you to guess what you think their salary is. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Oh, okay. That's going to be hard to do. But All right, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar? Uh, is it yearly or? Yeah, this is yearly. Uh, I would say Brock Lesnar, two and a half million a year. You are way off, my friend. $12 million a year. Holy shit. Crazy, right? John Cena. Uh, who oh John Cena I would barely say, wrestles who barely wrestles is more in Hollywood yeah. what would you say his yearly salary with WWE is oh well it would have to be less than Brock because Brock wrestles more than him um uh, nine close good guess eight point five million okay Roman Reigns who has been champion for over two years. And oh, Roman I'd say 14 or 15. Wow, you're way off. $5 million a year. That's it? Yeah, kind of crazy, huh? I would think he would be more than than uh, than Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock, Just, is, Brock is a well more known name than, than Reigns is. And uh, really? Really? <laughs> Oh yeah, UFC and and stuff he's done. Oh yeah, people know Brock Lesnar. He's been on ESPN and all kinds of other things. Oh yeah, yeah Brock I, guess, Lesnar. I guess I guess when it comes to casuals, yeah. Um, YouTube sensation who I've kind of become a fan of, Logan Paul. What do you think they're paying him per year to show up at a couple fair views? That's a difficult one because I know very little about him. Um, uh, I'd say six, five million. You're close. Okay. Um, Randy Orton, a 20-year veteran, been in the WWE a long time, out right now, and I just want to say get well wishes to a fellow St. Louis native as myself, as Randy Orton just uh, underwent back surgery. Hope it works out. I hope we see him again, because a lot of people call him boring, but I think he's a great wrestler, and uh, I don't want to see anybody be in pain, so I hope all is well with his surgery. But what do you think, uh, Randy Orton? He's a great worker. Yeah, very Uh, good. Uh... Jeez, uh, I put him in six. Four point five million. Wow. Not bad. I mean, it's still a good payday. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles, which let me throw you a crazy stat. Crazy stat. AJ Styles has not had a singles pay-per-view win since 2019. 
That's a shame. Now he was in a tag team for a long time and, and this and that, but since yeah, 2019 he has I, not had I don't like the way they've handled AJ Styles at all. Me neither. But uh what do you think he gets a year? Uh I'd say he's around the four four million mark. Uh three million. Okay. Bray Wyatt, who they just brought back and has already become the top merchandise seller in the company. With that being said, with the merchandise, I would I would go ten. Uh, he's at four, which wow, yeah, that's uh, not bad. Kevin Owens, who re-signed last year, main event three. In oh, what did you say? Three, three million. Yep, correct. Ding 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 ding. Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, that's a hard one because. I'm back and forth on him. Uh, Seth Rollins. Wow. I I put him at five. Three. Three? Yeah. Wow. Not bad. Goldberg. Yeah, not bad. Goldberg. I mean, Goldberg. Oh, it's going to be ridiculous, probably. Uh, you'd, be, you'd be surprised. Uh, seven. Three. Three, okay. The Undertaker. He's still on track? Yeah, but I think it's on a Legends deal. But I think they still have him signed, so he can't go anywhere else. I'd say four. $2.5 million. Okay. The Miz. The Miz, I personally would have him at six. 2.5, same as Undertaker. Jeez. Miz is so much better than that. Ronda Rousey. Oh, oh, geez. You're going to be surprised, I, I really think. Two. 1.2. Yeah, I didn't think she'd be that much. She's, 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 uh, hasn't been booked very well at all. Yeah, but she's a name. I kind of thought she would have got more, but I, I mean, Seamus. Seamus has had a little bit of buzz. Yeah. He puts on uh, bangers. some good matches lately. Yeah. Uh. Geez, that's this one's our four. I was really, really surprised at this. One million dollars a year. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. They are so underpaying Seamus. And the he's, last... he's worth way more than that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would agree. And the last one on my list. Becky the man Lynch. Oh, uh, okay. Due to the fact she's a female, it's WW. Even though she is probably one of the best in the world. Uh five. One million dollars. That is bullshit. Insane, ain't it? Now that, I don't think that's bullshit right there. I don't think these lists include merchandise or anything like that, or bonuses or anything. Like that. I think that's just like their downside guarantee. But Brock Lesnar getting twelve million and John Cena getting eight point five. I mean, I get it because it's worth more to have them and not let them jump. No, but gamers. I know, no, but gamers, it's I know just... that's what I'm saying. But just imagine if Tony Khan had 20, that twenty point five that they have. Is like half of what AEW gets a year for Dynamite. It's that's insane numbers. 
insane. Wow. And uh, some more news. That, that's all I have on that. I thought that was kind of cool that I saw that. But it's uh, disappointing on a lot of them. It is very pointy. Have you seen the uh, slap fights? The slap fighting that they do. The what? The slap fights, like people that I do don't... like, like they like stand like toe to toe and they slap each other. Oh yeah, slap fights. Yeah, I, I watch that on fight every once in a while. Well, Dana White has put his name to slap fights, and they, and Tony Khan is probably a little upset about this. Got a eight episode deal with TBS. Wow. And Tony Khan has been pitching ROH and pitching <laughs> ROH. Yes, that's kind of, that that's really a violent uh if you yeah. watch it, it's really violent. Oh, it's fucking crazy. You can't flinch. Yeah. You can't move. Yeah. But they're gonna actually do it different, I guess now. Like it's kinda like when UFC first started, like you see like five hundred pound dudes fighting hundred pound dudes. Right. Now they're, have, now they're gonna have weight classes. Um, they're gonna have some rules. Um, it's gonna be like an eight part series or something like that. And uh, Dana White's kind of hoping it will like be to this is like how uh, <clears throat> that show was for UFC. I forget the name of it, but that Ultimate Fighter, oh, how the Ultimate Fighter was to, to UFC. So I think um, I think it's I think it's a flash in the pan. It's we'll not see. gonna last. It's yeah, not gonna see. last. If they get some mainstream, I mean, who knows? Who knows? What yeah. I mean, it could go the other way, but as of right now, I would say that's that's just a waste. And uh, I, I reported a little while back that they're going to be doing like a, a documentary style thing with AEW where they follow some wrestlers on the road. And rumor has it that the main stars of the show, God damn it, Jim Cornette's rolling around in his mansion, is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks as they get ready to return to action at full gear. Which I I, I know that they're going to come up at full gear and I have zero excitement for it. I, I would have more excitement for it and I know he's injured. I know Punk is injured and I know what happened at the scrum. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing about the scrum because literally it was just a fucking press conference and people have really fucking overreacted to this whole thing. It's um, gone overboard. It's gone overboard. But unless they're going to like get their thoughts and feelings about what happened and like that. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I thought the Bucks were Christian boys and I thought Christians forgive people. So, uh, I don't know. But, um, that's the news and notes for the week. Um, unfortunately, I guess we have to talk about this fucking episode of, I don't know, was it TNA? Was it ROH? Was it A? <laughs> was, I watching, was I watching AEW Dynamite or was I watching Impact? I was fucking confused. God, it seemed like it. This was a disappointing episode of Dynamite. It was an abortion. Oh, it's just... Yeah, okay. So what do we start off with? We started off with the eight-man tag. We got the acclaimed and uh, FTR versus Swerve in Our Glory versus the Guns, as now they're called. They're not the... Young guns any or whatever they were they're called just called the guns now. And then we got Stokely Hathaway and Morrissey of the firm who are worthless anyway. Uh there's not much to go into in this match. This 
Man, I don't fucking know. Like, Billy Gunn is probably the most over wrestler in both companies. And he runs out and fucking lays out Swerve. Which, this week on Dynamite, they're going to have a music video from the acclaimed. Uh, but anyway, a hand for a hand. But anyway, yeah. um, he comes out, you know, takes out Swerve or whatever. They pull him off. And I feel so sorry for FTR. Like, them going to WWE, like, seems more like a reality to me more than ever. Like, this, they were so fucking over. They were number one contenders for months and because the rankings were so important. And then... All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you have them have a number one contenders match against Swerving Our Glory, which nothing against Swerving Our Glory, but we're going to have them break up at full gear because we haven't had a lot of other groups break up in AEW. Yeah. They lose, FTR takes the pin, and then in this match, like it started out good, and then it just went really weird. And see me, I'm a fan of the Ass Boys. I like the Ass Boys. I think they're going to be a great tag team. I really do. And the littler one, I can't think of his name on top of it. They need different direction. I think what they need to do is move away from the firm. Yeah, I, I, don't, agree. Think, I, agree. I don't think they need the firm at all. I think that's. Uh, I think the firm altogether should be done away with. It, it doesn't do much. The the littler gun, I think it's Colton, but yeah, he reminds cool. me so much of, Sh- of Shawn Michaels. I mean, I just get Shawn Michael vibes all over when I see this kid, and they're so good together. You could tell I they're young. Yeah, I could see that. I could. You could tell they're young, but I don't know why you had to have an eight-man tag. I just, I don't get it. And this is this was what I was telling you. This is what it feels. It feels like a Bruce Richard booking. It's like here we got these tag teams that we're trying to get get some uh, build behind the pay per view for. So we're gonna put them in an eight-man yeah. tag. Can they coexist? Yeah. And they coexist, yeah. and, 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 it's, and it's not exciting. It's not. It it, it didn't pique my interest. And do you remember I would, the? Do you remember the days when Dynamite would start off with just a banger match? Just yes, start off hot. You'd be excited for the whole night. And this the first the first year of Dynamite had so much energy, and it was all about the wrestling. And it's not about that anymore. It's. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but we had we had the big rig by uh, by FPR and they pinned Colton and uh, I I didn't I didn't get into this match at all. Yeah, me neither. Next, we had a, a men's world title eliminator quarterfinal match. I am Which, so tired. How many goddamn tournaments are there? Yeah, I was just saying that. I'm so tired of tournaments. So many tournaments for every little thing. Can't we do something different, people? Yeah, I agree. So we had Eddie Kingston versus All Ego Ethan Page, who I was happy to see Ethan Page, but uh, I don't know. What'd you think of this match? Well, it's so weird because kind of how I was talking earlier about how people get hot and then they get like put on the back burner. Eddie Kingston with his match with CM Punk, they were so hot. Kingston had that Players Tribune article. Crowds were loving him. People were comparing him to like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right. I love Ethan Page. I've said on this show, I think he'll be a future world champion. I really do. But Ethan Page hasn't been on TV in forever. 
So and nobody they, cared about him in this yeah. match. There was the crowd was so silent during this match. And you have him beat Eddie Kingston clean? Like really? I I didn't agree with it at all. I think I mean, it made it made Eddie look like shit. I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to make Ethan Page look like a star. I get it, but can I have him on my TV a little bit more or doing something? And then all of a sudden, just out of the blue, hey, we're going to pick you to beat Eddie. I just. But they're going to bury Eddie at the same time when Eddie needs to be above mid card right now. Well, you know, Eddie fought with Tony Khan's boy, Sammy Guerrero, and you can't do that. He yeah, was at, then, yeah. He was at, he was at Sammy's wedding. They're, they're boys. You know, I piss think off the boss. Saying- what we're seeing, we're seeing cracks in AEW. We're seeing Tony Khan's favoritism. Well, we're seeing a lot of uh, cracks happening right now, and they're not serving him well. It was funny because AEW could do no wrong for like two and a half, three years. They could do no wrong. Oh, I know. And then and, all of a sudden, this past yeah. two, uh, the half year, it's just been a downward spiral. And, Punk, and, uh, Punk and the Bucks get into a fight backstage. They're suspended. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara get no fight in the back. And Sammy Guevara is in main events and fighting for world titles. And Eddie Kingston's getting punished. I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. It's, it's bullshit. It looks like a duck. Walks like a duck. It's usually a fucking duck. And yep. you can tell yep. who Tony Khan likes. That's just... And that's... I know it's his show. He can do whatever the fuck he wants, but I can also criticize it however the fuck I want. And this should not. Eddie Kingston didn't deserve this. No, I agree. It was, uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Put somebody else in that spot if you're just going to have him job to Ethan Page. It exactly. It didn't have to be Eddie. You got to build Ethan Page slowly since we haven't seen him for God knows how long. We got Last time we seen him was on Dark and Elevation. Yeah. And then we you're going to have him beat Eddie Kingston? We have him uh, at least on Rampage, which I, I'm not too thrilled about Rampage at all. But the 17 at, people that watch Rampage agree with you. At least, yeah. <laughs> at least show him on, on Rampage or Dynamite once a week so we can get a flavor of uh, all ego. Because he's, he's a great competitor. He's a great wrestler. Oh. There's no doubt about it, but we have we have nothing to get behind him for right now. I've said before he's going to be a future world champ. I I, I really agree with that. But he no, could be. I, I'm not saying he is because I don't have a lot of faith in Khan right now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see. But then we then next we had a TNT Championship Open Challenge, and it turned out to be Ari fucking Davari. Yeah. In the open challenge, which what the fuck? With his fucking butler. This is not 1985 WWE. Yeah, with, with a butler. Who is this butler guy? Why? Who thought this was a good idea? Tony who? fucking on the Booker of the Year. Oh, he is not a Booker of the Year this year. Which, which, when we get to the end of the year uh, ratings that we're gonna do, yeah, he he is not going to be my Booker of the Year at all. It's just you throw this character out of nowhere and he's opening a segment and you're like, what the fuck is this? He's only and, been on Dark like one time, I think. Wasn't he with the Truth Busters? Yeah. And what happened to the Truth Busters? Yeah, I, I'm fucking confused. I don't know. I don't know. It, it was terrible. Uh, we all know how it ends. 
TV okay, so then we have Wardlow calling down Hobbs. Hobbs comes down, and then from behind, Wardlow gets attacked by Samoa Joe. Well, it was weird because what the fuck? Why does does Samoa Joe have to have a feud with Wardlow now? Hobbs was a perfect perfect feud to have and then we gotta go fuck it up with this well, and Joe's already a, a TV champ shouldn't he be focusing focusing on his ROH bullshit and this is Tony Khan booking 101 I'm gonna not have people on TV for a long time but when it comes to the pay-per-view everybody and their mom has to have a match so uh, Wardlow said something like I'm gonna have every title in the fucking company and then from behind which we all knew this was going to happen when they teamed them together with Samoa Joe turn, which I'm not mad about Samoa Joe being a bad guy. I'm cool with that. but I'm not, but I'm mad at him being a bad guy against Ro- Wardlow right now because Wardlow already has a valid opponent. Well, and, so uh, are you going to have a, so a three-way at the pay-per-view? And it seems which, like. Which title is going to be? Is it going to be the... ROH TV title? Is it going to be the TNT title? Is it going to be fucking, I don't know, one guy The only thing I could think of saving this match is having an all or nothing title. Winner takes all. Well, he's not going to do that because he's trying to get ROH on TV which he keeps failing at. So, I'm pretty sure they're going to make it for the TV title and um, just so Hobbs can get a belt probably and because, you know, you get a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. Everybody on my TV is a champion. Bullshit. Dumb booking. It was stupid. It was just dumb. It was... Like, at this point in the show, I was like, do I really... Hobbs is against both of them, so... Well, it's like... Okay, so Wardlow's the face. Hobbs is the heel. Um, Is Samoa Joe the tweener? I think Uh, Joe's still the heel. I don't know, but... It was... I was confused. Like I said, I feel like I was either watching TNA, uh, AEW, WWE, all rolled into one. Like, it was just so weird. Yeah. Then we have backstage, we got Jade Cargill, Renee Paquette, and she she would seek out Nyla Rose on Rampage Friday, is what she was saying. Who cares? Uh, So, yeah, who gives a shit about that one? Then we got Tony Schiavone, He's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Soraya in the in the ring. And Soraya's like, oh, I bet you guys are, know what, are wondering what's happening to me. A couple weeks ago, I took the test, and unfortunately for Britt, I'm 100% cleared to wrestle. And then she keeps saying repeatedly over and over again, ad nauseum, AEW is my house. I thought it was Swerve's house. Yeah, it was Swerve's house. But I guess now it's the ranch house. <laughs> I, guess, I guess you got to have a man and female house, I guess. I don't know. But, but uh, it was just... Hey, wait, here's my... Sorry, sorry. Here's my question to you. Who the fuck was the face and who the fuck was the heel? What the fuck was the part of this fucking promo? Like, Britt Baker was getting more cheers than Soraya was. Like, Soraya yeah. was saying shit like... Uh, you haven't done nothing, and she said some bullshit like, I wrestled in Madison Square Garden. 
And then she said the Tokyo Dome, which was wrong. She wrestled in the Sumo Hall. But anyway, uh, I wrestled in all, and it kind of was it like, here's my thing. Like, I don't understand the constant digs at WWE. And then, so is Soraya more of a star than Britt Baker because she was in WWE and now she's here? And, uh, and, From what I feel myself, I feel Britt's the bigger star. I do too, because Ray's been gone for a long time, but it was kind of like when you brought Punk back. Like, I didn't like how he did it. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, like he fought Darby Allen and then he fought a bunch of Meg Carters and it was trying to get Punk's legs back. I get that. And he got a bunch of wins and he ended up getting a title. But you're, and, and Tony Khan said before this Dynamite aired, it's going to be a newsworthy show. And I guess the new, did you see the fucking doctor's note she posted on Twitter? Uh, trying to think on Twitter on Twitter no I don't think I saw it it was like a it was like from a doctor's office with no date and it said Soraya is cleared to wrestle and that's all it said I'm like really that's your doctor's note but here's the weird thing she wasn't cleared until Halloween and they were having her fight Brent a little bit so she wasn't cleared and they're having her fight so yeah they had her they had her go and tackle her on the yeah yeah so she was on she was on Renee Paquette's oral sessions and she said she was uh, cleared to wrestle on Halloween. Um, her first phone call was to Sasha Banks because Sasha Banks is the one that hurt her and put her out. And she said that um, she's only allowed to wrestle once a month. Um, nothing can be from behind. Like nobody can attack her from behind because that's how she got hurt last time. So... Tony Khan probably paid out big money for Soraya. And she's going to get to wrestle once a month. So, but the whole point of this whole thing was it's going to be Soraya against Rick Baker at full gear, which seems like a bigger match than the Nyla Rose. uh, uh, Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill match. It it seems... Bigger and shouldn't the Jay Cargill Nyla Rose match be your match because it's a title match? Well, you would think that, but they're doing a stupid fuck, fucking angle where I stole your title belt, so I get to walk around with yeah. it. And That's then, the whole other thing. Yeah, that that angle is just stupid. So, uh, um, like, okay, so she's the champion, but you stole the belt, so you're pretending to be the champion, so you can get a title match and. The champion's going to give it to her because she wants her belt back, but she's the bad guy, but is Nyla Rose the bad guy? So, yeah, are yeah. we having two heels face each? I'm, I'm confused. I am too. It's terrible. I yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's terrible. Then we have Trent Beretta with T- Chuck Taylor and Dan Danhausen versus Jay Lethal with Sotnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. Oh my god. Uh, Lee. Trent from behind, tacks his knee. That's pretty much the end of the match because he keeps <laughs> doing that. And and the Jeff Jarrett comes out on the ramp on the ramp and says, "That's right, right, Sanjay over a half a million views of the debut of the Last Outlaw. It's very apparent. The question is why the Last Outlaw in AEW because." When a friend calls and a friend shows up, I showed up to put a plan together. We started last week. Sting, Darby Allen, we're calling you out. I'm putting a challenge out right now. So they're trying to tell me 
that the whole reason Jarrett came back was to have this feud with Sting and Darby Allen. And what I'm saying is this is fly by the seat, fly by the pants booking by Tony Khan. He threw this together. Here's the thing. I think Tony Khan thinks that people that like love CM Punk want to see Jeff Jarrett. And that's not the case. And not at all. Fuck? Like the last time you saw Jeff Jarrett, he was in a WWE ring at SummerSlam, which I was at. And now he's wearing like a trench coat and a hat and calling himself the last fucking outlaw. The last outlaw, what? Yeah. And exactly. Last outlaw. So we're, we're recontinuing a feud from TNA. And. He claims he's happy about half a million views. Is that where we're at in wrestling right now? Where, like, if you get half a million views, that makes you over? Like, it's just... What the fuck, dude? And See? I doubt for this segment he got a million views. I doubt it. He was talking about YouTube views, but it's like... Uh-oh. It's like, dude, who fuck... Uh, and I like Jeff Jarrett. I probably like Jeff Jarrett more than the average person does, but... Even me, like, I don't mind to see him wrestle. He's going to put... I know. I've I've never been a Jeff Jarrett guy. Well, you're going to see Jarrett lose his thing, and then he's probably going to be off TV, and he's going to go to his backstage role. But why does everybody that gets a backstage role have to be on TV? Like, Madison Rain was signed as as a coach, and the next thing you know, you see her fighting Jane Cargill, which I thought you told me that she was a coach to help Jane get better, but now they're going to... Like, he tries to, like blur the lines of reality but you just did a press or you just did a, a, a you know a press release you told me you hired her to take care of the women's division to be a coach but now she's wrestling Jade and then you're having her in tag team matches I just why I don't need Jeff Jarrett on my TV screen I just I don't need it and I'm a Jeff Jarrett fan but you don't need it Jeff Jarrett's a, a thing of the past we don't need him Keep him backstage. Keep him, keep him getting better venues for us to watch AEW in and leave oh, it. Oh, hey, I did hear, and I, this is just a rumor, so I don't know if this is true or not. But they did announce on this show that they're going to be going to the uh, UK, and I'm hearing in April that they are going to be doing a dynamite from Wembley Stadium. Wow! Which, which is where, if you remember, I think it was. 1992 SummerSlam, Bret yes. Hart and Davy Boy Smith. Bret Hart and Davy Boy, big match. Yeah, so they're gonna be shooting there, and then I think they're gonna be doing a special rampage from the O2 Arena, which is where uh, WWE has been filming when they go to the United Kingdom. And then also, while while I'm talking about Rampage, the Black Friday edition of AEW Rampage which is the day after Turkey Day. Instead of being on at 10 p.m., it's going to be on at 4 p.m. Oh. Okay. Because because TNT has two hockey games going on that day. So they're going to be bumped to 4 p.m. on Black Friday. Can't see it doing too good. No, it's not going to. No. And then after this, we had... Renee Paquette backstage with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And Jungle Boy just says Christian Cage doesn't decide when it's over. Jungle Boy says he can't wait for full gear. 
wants to tell Cage and Luchasaurus about his challenge face-to-face this Friday on Rampage. Uh, I don't think anybody really gives it that list. No, and it's, I mean, here's the weird thing about it. Like, it's going to be a still cage match. Luchasaur, uh, Luchasaurus apparently has a right arm injury. So I guess when they fought last time, he did the choke slam left-handed instead of right-handed. Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, but apparently somebody pointed out that this pay-per-view match is going to be at the Prudential Center. Um, This is where the two won tag team titles January of this year was also at the Prudential Center. I don't think anybody's going to give a shit about that, honestly. I was just pointing it out there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice bit of history. So next we have John Moxley. John Moxley comes to the ring with William Regal. Uh, he asked William, how old was I when we first met? 25, 26. I was full of piss and vinegar. And to prove a fight, I tried to pick a f- fight with you, and it didn't go well. You tortured me. You brutalized me. It forced me to evolve. Um, uh, and he, he said, who's that remind you of? Regal, of course, says MJF. And then he goes into the MJF and him facing at full gear kind of putting that into it says he calls himself a pillar even though he has no idea or, or even though he has no idea what it's like to have any weight in his on his back even more amusing he calls himself the devil and he's like dude I've seen the devil and I've met the devil I've looked into his eyes you're not that you're not that at all. Now I want you, as William Regal wants you, to fulfill your potential one day. When you step into this ring in your hometown, just remember one thing. Everything you've done up to this point has been easy. So, uh, generic. Yeah, I didn't um, like I didn't like this promo. You, you left out one part where he said something like, you claim you're a millionaire, I'm a multi-millionaire. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, he did say that. That's not what I want to hear from John Moxley. When I look at John yeah. Moxley, I think uh, brawler, brute. I don't care. Oh, so, so you're a million? Why are you bragging? You're not Ric Flair. You're not yeah. fucking Ted DiBiase. I don't. I don't want to know you're a multimillionaire. I get it. I, I understand, but it just I, felt it felt flat to me. This this we whole... missed. We did. Or, or did, was the MJF promo already before this? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we... Did we go through the MJF promo? No, but his promo earlier was a lot better, I thought, where he said, you know... I but why are we arguing via teleconference? I just... I don't get it. And John Moxley telling me he's a multimillionaire, I don't care. Like, it just doesn't fit his character. I, I saw the point he was trying to make, but it didn't have the effect that it was supposed to, I think. That promo is not going to sell the pay-per-view. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not but, buying it now. So after this, after this, we had something even more worthless. We have Alex Marvez, which, <laughs> why, is Alec, why is Alex Marvez still there? I don't know. Why? I don't know. He's, he's a douche. He's yeah. terrible at what he does. But he interviews absolute Ricky Starks and the Murderhawk monsters back there, and he attacked Starks and rammed him into a steel overhead garage door. And 
that that's just great. That's not how we need to be using Ricky Starks, guys. No, I think either him or Ethan Page is going to win this tournament, but it's like, uh, really? I pray to God it's him, actually. He, yeah, he deserves I, I so it. Too. Yeah, but we'll see. But yeah, it, this didn't do nothing for me. It didn't give me any sympathy for Ricky Starks. I don't care because it looked horrible. It looked just bad. And uh, yeah, okay, whatever. He's going to, whatever. Anyway. Then we got our main event, which oh, I'm boy. sorry, I was not excited for this at all. Is American Dragon Brian Danielson versus the Spanish God Sammy Guevara? He had uh, Tay Mello in there with her, or Ty you know, Mello. It's a real talent to make Brian Danielson just not worthy right now. It, uh, I, jeez, I was he not was the hottest, this. He was the hottest heel in the company, and you dropped the ball by not having him beat Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page. You have him constantly lose to Jericho. You constantly have him doing dumb shit, losing to Daniel Garcia, all this bullshit. And, like... And I'm sorry, like, but Sammy Guevara is talented as fuck, but, but right now, Sammy Guevara does not interest me when it comes to going against Brian Danielson. Well, the match was just... when. When he hit that top rope move, like, you saw Brian Danielson get into position to take it. Like, it looked, I'm not trying to sound like Jim Cornette, but it looked so fake. Like, why would you get in position to take a top rope move? I don't know. And, like, was this the best out of, was this the best two out of three? Yeah, it was the two out of three. So, Danielson, he beat the shit out of Guevara with a bunch of kicks and chops, basically. Then Sammy defended with the corkscrew drop kick. Brian came back with the shotgun drop, drop kick off the top rope. Then Danielson was looking for a tope suicida, but Ty Mello jumped in the way. Of it, threw a, it bought Sammy some time. Sammy threw a steel chair at Brian, and that caused which really like irked me because it's like how come disqualifications aren't called more often because this right. happens in so many matches and the ref does not enforce it but at this one one instance the ref decides to enforce it once again yep. making the ref look like a fucking moron yep so Sammy grabbed the microphone from the timekeeper's table and he bludgeoned uh, Danielson with it, and uh, Daniel, Danielson showed some color on that. Then Sammy uh, clocked Danielson with the GTH, winning the second fall. And this match is even at one fall each. So then Danielson uh, tried a diving headbutt, but Sammy dodged that one. Sam- in a, locked in a cross face Sammy cranked back with the grip but he was uh, uh, Danielson was un, was uh, able to reach the ropes he forced the break Sammy jumped off the turnbuckles Danielson countered with double knees Ty uh, was actually ejected for from ringside because she put her hands on the ref which, once again, how come the refs aren't enforcing this shit? 
Well, why was the sea ejected earlier when she got in the way? Exactly. So Danielson kicks Sammy while Sammy was in the tree of rope. Whoa. Uh, Guevara rocked Danielson with a leaping knee. Sammy dropped down on Danielson with the shooting star press to the arena floor, which looked really good. Uh, Sammy attempted a springboard cutter, but Danielson countered with the label lock and or crossface or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you know how we have these discussions. It's like, why don't they just pick a name of a move and stick to it? Yeah. I guess that's Excalibur's thing, but... Forced the ref to break the hold. Danielson pushed uh, Sammy with a roundhouse kicks. Sammy caught Danielson with a knee strike. Danielson fired back with another knee strike. Sammy applied the lion tamer. Danielson made the crawl to the ropes and got the break that way. Uh, the dragon uh, dropped Sammy with a running knee. Did a back flipping DDT, which looked really cool, actually. Yeah. It's in a uh, tradition into the Labelle lock once again. And uh, Sammy, uh, point, stopped the match as it was submitted. And I didn't give a shit either way on this match. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great either. Like, like I said earlier, I'm trying to sound like a broken record, but I remember a time when Dynamite started out amazing and then ended on fire as well. Right. This match just, like, I almost expected Sammy to win just because that's how I figured his booking has been lately. I was actually surprised. But again, how many two out of three falls do we have to see Danielson in? He just did that with Daniel Garcia. We Man, keep... We just keep freaking... It's like Tony is getting ready just to have like a highlight show. Look what I did with Brian Danielson. Well, he you need, know... He needs to learn. Your main event needs to make you wanting more. So you want to watch Dynamite next week. Yeah, this but doesn't leave me wanting to watch Dynamite next week. This left me thinking, oh my God, how are they going to fuck up Dynamite again? Yeah, yeah this Dynamite, even tomorrow... It doesn't look great. Like, I'm happy for Eddie Kingston. He's going to get his dream match. And Takashita will be back. Right. And, um, but just some of the so other... How, how long since we've seen him wrestle? Well, he's in DDT, and I get that. I'm not, And I'm fine with that. Like, I'm okay with you putting people... Giving people time off or going back to DDT or wherever they're from. But when they're hot, they're hot. You got to keep going with them instead of just letting them cool for a while. But... If you're going to tell me, here's my, here's what I don't get. And it, it was kind of my argument with Punk. When you signed Punk and you signed Danielson and you, you know, you know, Dave Meltzer says you're Booker of the Year two years in a row. Right. And you get these top names. And yet, like when Punk was on his run, he was fighting like Lee Moriarty and almost losing and Matt Sedell and almost losing. And then you have Brian Danielson and he's, he loses Daniel Garcia and then, they have two out of three falls, and Garcia gets a fall, and then so Sammy Garvi, Sammy Garvia beat Daniel Brian Danielson once and a two. So he keeps losing to these people, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I know they're building toward the pay per view because they're in a four way for the title. Okay, and then we got to see Sammy and Jericho versus Danielson and 
uh, I mean, uh, Claudio and is it Claudio and Danielson? Uh, oh, I don't know. You sent it it's, to me, and I can't yeah, remember. Claudio, I think, on, I think but, it is Claudio and Danielson. Yes. But did we just see that tag match? Come like. AEW yeah. pride themselves on not doing rematches, and now everything's. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. Am, am I watching Raw from two years ago? Because all they're yeah. doing is the mix and match. Yeah. We're going to do a tag team. We're going to do another tag team of, of who's going to be in the really, middle. I'm really disappointed in the Blackpool Combat Club. Like when they made them, I thought it was going to be like NWO type, where they just went around kicking everybody's ass, like. Remember when yeah. Kevin Nash? Yeah. Remember when Kevin Nash put Rey Mysterio on his shoulder and threw him, threw him like a lawn dart into the fucking TV truck and shit like that? Like that was shit I wanted to see with the Blackpool Combat Club. And then now all we get is a match every now and then, and now they're fighting with each other. And actually, I think it's Claudio and Wheeler Yuta. If I'm right, I could be wrong, but it's well, just, oh God. The whole infighting thing needs to be done away with. They need to be a solid faction. They need to come in. They need to kick ass, take names, and leave. They claim they're yeah. going to be an to WWE, and basically all they are are WWE light. Oh, definitely. And like this is this is pushing me to. I need to get your info because I need to start watching some WWE now because this booking. This booking, if it continues like this, I'm not going to be able to watch AEW and enjoy it anymore. Do you, do you still have my uh, info for Hulu? I don't. You'll have to give it to me. I don't have Hulu anymore, but I have. Because I'm probably going to have to re-get your fight info for the TV in the living yeah. room. I'm going to watch it tomorrow. But um, Which is uh, what I got to tell our listeners. Things will get better because we're covering some GCW and GCW is actually has wrestling (laughs) and you know you might not agree with all that I know you don't like the intergender but I mean other than that put that aside GCW never disappoints me and these are some violence just what you expect from GCW well remember the last time I covered a GCW event with you I was disappointed in the violence and you have you have assured me you I have think assured me state that they were in and they couldn't pull off any death matches in that one. But you have assured me that this one I'm gonna watch tomorrow while I'm at home with my sick baby. I am going yeah. to see a lot of violence, so I'm looking forward to that. Yes. And, and we're also going to do a uh year end show. Yeah, we're gonna do a year end show. I don't know what day. But we're going to do our best of. Hey, I wanted to ask you, on this best of, is it just AEW? No, uh, no. We can, are we including everybody? We can include anybody you want. Okay. okay this okay. is just going to be a free-for-all. Hey, remind me after we get off, um, send me a message. to uh, I'll give you my Peacock info so you can watch. Like, you need to watch the last Saudi radio. Ugh. The last Saudi show, Crown Jewel. Okay. And the Roman Reigns um, Logan Paul match was really, really good. The Bray Wyatt stuff. How long is it? Uh, three. It's only three hours. WWE is always three hours. Actually, okay. So I, I might actually, be able to watch it tonight. Actually, I'm wrong. This one was more like three and a half, four hours. Okay. <clears throat> but hey, oh, while we're on the subject, let me get this in real quick. Um, Braun Strowman on this on this card fought almost. And they're both 
this is where the Jeff Jarrett comment came in. We kind of overlooked that. But he said, uh, monsters, or he's a real monster. He doesn't wear red skinny jeans and is produced by a banana nose circus. Yeah. So that, that was a shot at Triple H who fired Jeff Jarrett, who didn't want Jeff Jarrett to be there anymore. And a shot at Braun Strowman because after... After Crown Jewel, Braun Strowman put out a tweet saying, thank you, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, so don't quote me, but he said, thank you almost for the match at Crown Jewel. Um, we showed wrestling fans a great wrestling match does not have to include flips, tosses, and shenanigans. Yeah. And that people that do that kind of stuff need to be bagging groceries. Well, I I don't agree with either of their statements. Well, Chris Jericho came out and said, well, I used to bag groceries before I started wrestling. So apparently Strowman got a lot of heat from WWE officials for saying something like that. Yeah. Which, which, you know what? Fuck that. If that's how he feels, that's how he feels. Like, why can't people today have their own, like, if they want to say something, fuck it. That's why they have Twitter. Have your if that's yeah. how the man feels, if that's how the man feels, fuck it. Like, that's how he feels. Like He's a, he's a big dude. He's a brawler. He's a wrestler. He He's not a spot monkey. And well, and I know I, I know you don't know a lot about Omos, but... I don't. I don't. But I know he's huge. I see yeah, him. Yeah, but it was actually a pretty decent match between... I think Omos is like 7'3". And Strowman is like 6'10". And it actually was a decent match like it was actually pretty good like I know I might take some heat for that but it was actually a pretty good match well and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it definitely and, and one last thing I want to say Logan Paul who who tore like three MCLs and oh I know dude got the match. but he, he has like 30 million followers or some shit and he went on like so the way he set up the Roman Reigns match is like he interviewed Roman Reigns on his podcast. And then when Roman Reigns left, he was like, I could take Roman. I could beat him. And then, you know, they did the program. Well, like on his last podcast, he started poking at CM Punk. Would you would you <laughs> like to see it? Would you like to see a rematch between him and Roman? Well, here's the thing. You know me. I love CM Punk. Like I showed you my collection this weekend. Of yeah all things I did CM Punk, but when CM Punk fought Hangman Page, what was the thing you took from that match to pay-per-view? When, if you remember, when Punk fought Page, what did you take from that match that, that I might have taken from the match? Oh, geez. I'm trying to think back to that match because I, I wasn't really, I was really into it because uh, Hangman what, didn't what did Punk? What did Punk mess up twice? Oh, you're asking me to think back then. The hangman lariat. The the buckshot lariat. Oh yeah, the buckshot lariat he botched on that. Well guess what move Hangman or I mean uh Logan Paul did to Roman Reigns. Oh he did buckshot. And he did it fucking perfect. Nice. And uh so he went on his show and he said, This guy has uh been away from the business for eight years and thinks he's hot shit and comes back and, and does this bullshit. Here I am training every day to be the greatest in the world. And so it's like people are like, oh, my God, are, are they trying to like is punk being released and he's going to go to WWE? So I think Logan Paul it, and usually I would take those comments. and I'd be like, you know what? Fuck him for talking about my guy. At, at this I, point, thought it, I thought it was great. 
Yeah, at this point, I would love to see CM Punk back in WWE. Yeah, because I the, know, match, the match. I, I really never wanted. thought I would say that, but well, I the, really would. The match I wanted to see was uh, Punk and Hangman, and I don't think that could ever happen now because I don't think they would trust each other in the ring. I really don't. So, you know what, Tony, cut your losses. Let him go. Yeah. Just let him go. Let him go to WWE. Get his main event against Stone Cold. Let him have a few. Tony, Tony had his chance. He fucked it up. And yeah, move on from there. Because ultimately, like he asked me, the whole scrub, Tony's fault. And they're going to have another one after this pay-per-view, which I can't believe he's doing. But oh, um, God. Who, who was your wrestler of the night? It's so hard to pick one, right? It's, uh, it's, jeez. This is hard to pick. Um, I would have liked to say Eddie Kingston. He lost, though. But he lost. I know he lost. Um, I liked him. I liked him fresh early on in the match. But then, yeah, that loss is what. Yeah, he could still be a wrestler of the night, though. Cause, cause, uh, mine was a loser too. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say Eddie Kingston. Mine was Swerve. Closer. I just think Swerve is just a fucking star. Like, just Swerve guy, needs to be on his own. He needs to be a heel, and he needs to be a champion. He just oozes charisma. Just yeah, oozes. like. It, it, it comes he, easy to him almost, you know? Yeah, like, to me, when I watch TV, like, I, I look for, like, the big thing about pro wrestling is the big personalities and who jumps out at you jumps out at you on screen. And Swerve Strickland just jumps out. There's just something about him that just, he screams main event level. This guy needs to be champion sooner than later. Um, what was your rating for this uh, Dynamite? Two chair shots. That's what I was gonna go for too. I was gonna give it to. Yeah, it it these are the lowest uh, ratings I've given. But until until they get better, I, I'm not gonna lie to everybody, and I'm not a shill for AEW like yeah. everybody. Well, did. I gave them a zero last time, so a two was a yeah. lot better. But I just I don't understand the flow of the show is so weird. It's just. I miss if, if Tony's I, listening I, to me. He's pushing me to WWE. Well, I think I, I said it to you. We might have been talking this weekend when I said this to you. But I said, I missed the time when Punk just came back. He fought Darby Allen. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole showed up at the end of the pay-per-view. It felt like such a big deal. It felt yeah, big. And, and like, like things had, were happening. Like yeah, you had Punk, you had Danielson, you had Omega, you had the Bucks were not being all corny all the time. FTR was coming up. It felt huge. And then I'm not blaming the scrum because the scrum, fuck that. I don't want to hear that, oh, we don't want Sam Punk in our locker room because it's bad for him. You guys are on the fucking road once a week. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. You don't have to see Punk in his locker room. And if you're not working an angle with him, you don't have to talk to him. So. That- that scrub needs to be put to bed anyway. Yeah, I'm so tired of hearing about it because it's such bullshit. But anyway, um, I cannot wait to watch the GCW tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I've watched 
every single one of the Nick Gage Invitationals this past week. I'm not disappointed in one of them. I'm going to watch seven because I also saw there's a Nick Wayne match on there. Yeah, Nick. Oh, yeah. The Nick Wayne match is great. I'm excited for that because I love Nick Wayne. And I just, I really hope when he turns 18 that Tony Khan does not fuck him up. I really hope that he doesn't. That's my fear for him. That's my fear for him. Hey, while we're talking, do you ever follow NWA at all? Um, No, but I, I, it's just because I don't have time to. Did you see who they crowned as their world champion? Isn't it a, a Funkasaurus? Yeah, it's fucking Tyrus, bro. Tyrus? That's yeah. a good choice. Did you hear why, though? It's, it's fucking hilarious. So, like, apparently... No, I didn't hear why. Well, apparently he does, like, a show, like, on... I don't know if it's CNN or Fox Sport or, I mean, Fox News or something, and it gets, like, a shit ton of viewers. So, right. So, thinking that if they put the belt on him, that some of those viewers were cross over to the NWA... But also, oh, uh, big news that uh, just came out today. Apparently, uh, Matt Cardona, GCW, is about to lose one of their big-time players. Him and Chelsea Green are going to be signing a two-for-one deal with, drum roll please, WWE. WWE. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he's not going back as Zack Ryder. He's going to go back as Matt Cardona. I hope that he, yeah, exactly. I hope he he sticks with his character now because if he does that, I would love to see him in WWE doing this Dude, now. He's a, he's a player, bro. He is good. He, he's amazing. Yeah. He is he's great, and you know he owes a lot of it to G, G, GCW, honestly. Because well, they, they both let, they, they, they let both grow, they, they let him flourish. They both owe each other because I bought my first GCW pay-per-view when I saw that he was going to fight Nick Gage. Yeah. And that scene after he won the belt with people throwing shit at him and that and that. And Beautiful. This Zack Ryder type character going into GCW and people flipping him off. And like he did the he did the John Moxley thing beforehand, like the pay-per-view before that where he dresses Moxley. He did the Moxley dance moves and then he hit the paradigm shift. And then turned out to be him. And then he started calling GCW the GCW universe and, and this and that. And yeah. yeah, it was really cool. And I'm happy for him because I liked him as Zack Ryder. They really fucked up his uh, push when he started I just getting hope, big. I just hope Triple H gives him enough room to be that way. To yeah, be the way I, to shine I, I don't want I don't want WWE to stifle him because if yeah. they don't it's pure gold I could see him being their number one heel oh yeah he'd be I, great yeah he and and here's the thing uh, they can't push him they can't push him as Zack Ryder they have to push him as NWA GCW world champion Matt Cardona yes and if, I think if that's the case I'm all for it. I, I'm so happy to hear that news. And I he think this regime it. would do that. I think this regime under Triple H would do that because they need better stars. Because the problem that I have with WWE, and I, I still like it, but like we talk about Sheamus only making a million dollars. I've seen Sheamus wrestle for 15 years, and it's the same yeah. character. It's the same character. The Miz, it's the same character. Uh, 
uh, Dolph Ziggler. It's the same character. Like, just right. they, need, they need some new blood. Like, that's why I think Cody is going to do so well. It's because it's new, it's fresh. I think with Punk, Punk would be great there because people are going to miss him and they're going to push him. And he's new. They haven't seen him wrestle in so long. And I think that's what WWE needs to help them out a little bit. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do, though. When you have my uh, my fight my fight account, I I want you to uh, now you don't have to do it all at once or anything like that, but attempt to watch all the Nick Gage Invitationals. I'm gonna watch number three for sure because you said he does yeah. the one angel or whatever. He does, and I can see, yeah, he oh my god, he wrestles so well in it. I was shocked. I'm like, it's this is Nick Gage. Holy shit. Yeah, I'll get seven I, in tomorrow. I'll try to get three in when I can. And then uh, maybe we'll do some uh, retro. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. for the Definitely. Some more content. Some more content for the people. Definitely. Because uh, what I'd like to cover is uh, the... Uh, what's his name? Something. I think it's John Voight versus Cole Radrick. And, and that's Cole Radrick's first death match. Yeah, you told me about that. I just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. So oh, so I, I have to find out which one it's at, but it's amazing. It's an amazing, and, 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 it, and it's his coming. And now he is headlining as a death match wrestler, but he's such a great technical wrestler at the same time because he's going to be, who's he going to be wrestling? He's going to be wrestling somebody soon in a technical match. Nice. God, I could watch him in a, in a death match, and I think that I could watch him in a regular match. And, and be just, oh, yeah. yeah. He can do it all. Yeah. He, like you said, he's he's an up-and-comer, and if, if anything, he's going to rule the indies. I, I, I can't see him going to AEW just yet. Uh, I... I if if they did, they would just throw him on dark, and that would be it. And I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah, same but thing. I think GCW is the perfect place for him. It'll help him grow. But uh, all right, bro, it's been real. All right, yeah. So let everybody know where they can get in contact with you. Yeah, uh, Jblon23. I've been at, on uh, Twitter. I've been arguing with a lot of people recently on Twitter. <laughs> I love to engage people. I just, but like, if you want to have a civilized conversation, that or uh, Jason Wayne Blunt Sr. on Facebook. I'm also a, a administrator on the Unscripted Violence page. Let's go. Um, how about yourself? Uh, Stagger Lee on Facebook. Stagger Lee on the Facebook uh, Unscripted Violence Pro Wrestling Talk group. And also Stagger Lee 777 on Twitter. Um, when do we think we're going to drop the GCW? Is that going to be this weekend? Uh, I Hopefully, yeah. I, I'll do it this weekend. I could probably do it um, Friday night or Saturday night. Friday works. All right. No, so actually Saturday. Saturday will work better. All right, let's do Saturday night. Let's go for Saturday night. And the year-end show, we're still... And look, I think maybe we need to ask the page on, on Facebook what all they want us to cover on a year-end show. Yeah, and then you and I can also, if you come up with a category, just let me know and well, we'll you know, write it down like, as we go. Match of the year, feud of the year, moment of the year. Yeah. Uh, Storyline of you the could year, even do, I guess. You could even do silly things like best dressed, uh, yeah. 
you know, anything you can think of, uh, we'll we'll try. But yeah, I would like to promo. do a new. Yeah, best promo, best pay per view, uh, best booker, which is difficult for me to choose uh, it would, right it would now. Have to be, it would have to be Triple H. Well, I, I haven't watched enough of Triple H lately, but it seems that he's got it in the bag. I mean, it would have to be. I don't know. I, I would say Brett Lauderdale. Well, the only problem I have, and here's, and and maybe with the fight plus service, maybe I can get around that. But the only problem I have with GCW shows is like I don't know a lot of the wrestlers, and because they're independent. But yeah, who's and face, if you want to love it though, they they do they do develop. They do you do understand like you like, just gotta watch like, them. But there's so many pay per views, and like there's only so many hours of the day. Like, if I, I would miss- say, like, I would say, like, and this is for our listeners too. If you're just beginning in GCW, don't you don't have to watch every single view they do. I would say watch one, like, because usually on the weekends they put out two pay per views. They put out a Friday night and a Saturday night. Watch but- either the Friday or the Saturday night. Okay, the last Brett Lauderdale fucking pay per view I saw, I saw a 76 year old man. Barely beat up Joey Janela and Joey Janela act like he was oh, fucking. That's action, Mike Jackson, and I'm I, not I, a fan of his. I know, like, but I'm just saying that's the last one I watched, and like, that's the book. Yeah, of the year. come on. I mean, I, I I will save judgment till I watch tomorrow, and I'll, but I will. But I, I, I'm watching I, it, but I I I don't know. See, I don't know why that is, and in indies you get weird shit like that all the time, yeah, and I don't I don't yeah. understand the crowd. But, and we'll, crowd, we'll get into that. but we'll get into that at a different time. Yeah, the crowd somehow supports it. I I don't support it. I thought that was the phoniest shit ever with him walking around the ropes and yeah, all that bullshit. But yeah, all right, yeah. bro. All right. Till next week. Let's go. Let's go. All right, brother. Peace out. Good night. Good night, bro.